Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the centre of Cardiff, dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. I'm so glad you are joining us as we look together at the start of our new series, Life Track. It's all about journeying through life with Jesus. And it was great today to hear pastors Dominic and Catherine launch Lifetrack, our discipleship pathway, as we recognize the different parts of our faith journey where we can intentionally grow in our relationship with Jesus, with each other and with our world. And so today I am beginning that journey and really we're looking at the topic of our hearts being set on pilgrimage, a heart set on pilgrimage. It says in Psalm 84 verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. You know, following Jesus is more of a pilgrimage than simply a decision, maybe a number of years ago in a church service, a religious rite, if you like. It is about an onward journey being instructed in the ways of Jesus, being encouraged by our fellow travellers and being equipped to live out the purpose to which God has called us right to our journey's end. And, you know, as Jesus followers, we are not simply meant to settle. Maybe if we're honest, right now, some of us feel like that or at times in the past, we've just settled. We've, we've sat down on the journey and we've just decided to get comfortable. And, you know, I I was thinking about this really that perhaps some of us have swapped a a pair of walking boots to keep us on the journey for a pair of slippers. And a pair of slippers just represents that sense of being comfortable, being in the one place. But you were called to wear walking boots, spiritually speaking, to continue on the journey. And so our hearts need to be set on pilgrimage. That's about a journey with a holy destination. And if we've committed our life to follow Jesus, then our destination, our final destination is heaven, a wonderful place that we will spend for eternity. So is your heart set in pilgrimage or are you stuck in comfort? I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 14. For this reason, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you might have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Apostle Paul has written this letter to the church in Colossae, an ancient city, and and a young church has developed there And now they are vulnerable to 
some of the prevailing situations that are going on politically and also they are growing weak in their faith and he writes this letter to encourage them to stand strong. And so I want to first of all talk about beginning the adventure. Number one, begin the adventure in verse nine we read, for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Now, Paul's prayer is that these young Christ followers in Colossae would be filled with the knowledge of his will, filled with the knowledge of his will. His will is that we would know him and that we would walk in his ways. I want to talk for a few minutes about what it looked like for the early Christians in their initiation into the Christian faith. And I want to think on just probably about a hundred or so years later into the second and the third century, where persecution had become so great for the early Christians that in order to make that decision to follow Christ, you really seriously had to know that you wanted to walk this often dangerous journey. And it began by careful consideration, number one, careful consideration of the claims of Jesus to be the Son of God and consider what it would mean to follow him. And uh, so that would mean that uh, a student uh, who is considering following Christ would spend considerable time in prayer and fasting, in service to others, and they would be learning from a more mature Christian. Secondly, once they had made that final decision and the time of preparation had been completed, there would be time of public confession. And often that would happen on the Easter Saturday vigil when they would face West and they would renounce the works of Satan. And then they would turn East in a, a symbolic gesture of saying, I am turning my life around and I I'm now committing my life to Christ. Then they would go through, number three, the waters of baptism. And that involved stripping off all their old clothes, being submerged in the water, being anointed with oil, and then being given beautiful white robes to represent the fact that they had been made clean. And then they would finally, for the first time ever, celebrate communion as a special moment where they would pray, and receive the bread and wine. And then they would receive a holy kiss from those who were part of the rest of the Christian community. Now, our traditions, of course, have changed a little bit since then. I think we'll be very pleased to know that we don't have to strip off all our clothes when we get baptized. But the core elements remain. So let me go through each of those four things that I mentioned. Have you given careful consideration to what Jesus claims, to what he says? You know, he claimed that he was the son of God and that if we believed in him, we would come spiritually alive. Have you responded to those claims or have you just sort of stumbled into church life? You know, one way that we do that as part of Lifetrack is the Alpha Course. It's an opportunity for people to explore the basics of the Christian faith and then to come towards their own decision. Number two, have you made a clear confession of your faith? You know, 
I, I want to encourage you that it has to be your personal decision. You cannot simply just uh, rely on perhaps the faith of your parents or the fact that you've always just attended church. Have you personally declared that Jesus is your Lord? It says in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And so there is power in your public confession. One way we do that is often at the end of our services, we give people an opportunity to make that confession. And I'm going to do that at the end of this message. Have you been baptised in water? And I'm not simply talking about perhaps a tradition of, of being baptised as a child, uh, which special though it was, we believe as Pentecostal Christians that we are to be baptised as believers. In other words, when we are able to comprehend and understand what it means to follow Jesus and that we are fully submerged in the water as a symbol of our old life dying and being raised to new life. If you've never heard it, Pastor Dominic did a, a great message some time ago called Taking the Plunge and you can watch that message and learn more about what it means to be baptised. And Jesus gave us the command, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And we baptise people several times a year in a pool in our church building or sometimes in the local river. And we hope that as soon as the restrictions have changed and we can, then we will be able to baptise people once again. And if you've never done that, I so encourage you to take that command of Jesus seriously and be baptised. And then do you celebrate communion or do you find excuses perhaps to sort of consider yourself not worthy and just let the elements pass by. You know, Jesus, again, like baptism, he told us to break bread and wine and to remember his sacrifice on the cross. And he didn't tell us exactly how to do it or how often to do it, uh, but currently in uh, the current lockdown, we have been celebrating communion together each week online, encouraging people to, to have bread and wine in their homes and to celebrate and to give thanks to Jesus. When we return to worshipping in our building, it might look different because uh, we may not be able to share as we did before. We might even have to use disposable cups and wafers, uh, even though for some of us it might grate with us. The method is not really as important as the fact that we observe communion because Jesus commanded us to do it. So I do encourage you, don't let celebrating communion uh, be something that you just do whenever you're in church, but even do it at home between you and God or, or with your loved ones. Take it as a special holy moment to remember what Jesus has done. So have you stalled on your journey? Have you been walking with God in the past, but actually now you recognise that afresh you've got to give some careful consideration to what Jesus said that you recognize that you have to make a public confession of your faith or to be baptized or to celebrate in communion those are just the starting steps to our journey and they're so important and I really want to encourage you to be somebody that is walking in the knowledge of his will so number one begin the adventure 
Number two, follow the pilgrim path. Colossians 1.10 says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. The New Testament was translated first in Greek and that ancient Greek word that's used there to describe living a life worthy for the Lord actually literally means to, to walk or to make progress on your journey. And you and I are to walk in a way that lives out a life worthy of pleasing God. Many of you may have read Pilgrim's Progress at some time in your past. It's a famous 17th century story by John Bunyan, and it's really written as an allegory of the Christian faith. And in the story, the character who's called Christian has a, a vision of the cross and the tomb of Jesus and, and as his burdens fall at the cross he then receives a certificate which will give him entry into the celestial city aka heaven and then he goes on this journey encountering lots of different challenges to reach his final destination and uh, John Bunyan says in the book it is always hard to see the purpose in wilderness wandering until after they are over. You see, it was only after each test that Christian experienced, even endured, that he realised what he learnt. Uh, he was learning, as we just read, to bear fruit in every good work, to bear fruit. And you, following that pilgrim path, day by day of following Jesus, you will encounter challenges along the way. You and I face challenges every day, which, if you like, stands directly against our faith. You know, Jesus talks about a broad road that leads to destruction, but a narrow road that leads to life. And it's the narrow road, the narrow path that we as pilgrims are called to follow. Bearing fruit on your journey will involve decisions every day, making choices to live for Jesus. That might mean to, to love unconditionally when others are doing it with conditions, to, to forgive others when it maybe even seems unreasonable to do so, to resist the devil, our enemy who wants us to give up, or to fight for injustice that we see along the way. You know, you and I are called to walk a narrow path. It's not meant to be easy, but God is the one that is able to give us strength to actually face each challenge and to choose his way. So let me ask you again, are you sitting comfortably, sitting in your slippers saying, well, I, I did what I needed to do. I'm getting into heaven. Actually, that's not God's desire for you. God's desire for you is that you put on the walking boots and walk the journey of faith. And that narrow path might be challenging sometimes, but it's the one that leads to eternal life. So number two, follow the pilgrim path. Number three, weariness is not a permanent stop. Weariness is not a permanent stop. Colossians 1.11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. We talked there about being strengthened with all power. I used to climb Monroes, which are mountains in Scotland over 3,000 feet high. And I climbed quite a number of them, 
when I was younger with my dad. And often if there was no path going up the mountain, we would go in a zigzag and that was really the best way to climb so that we didn't tire ourselves by going straight up the steep ascent. And when we needed to stop to catch our breath, then my dad always had a bag of raisins, uh, sometimes apples, and there was always water to drink. And um, those were really designed to, if you like, give us quick strength so that we could continue on the journey. But we needed to stop briefly uh, because we were tired, we were a little wearied out. And you know, our Father in heaven offers us sustenance when we're weary, when we have to stop on the journey. He's the one that will give us his power so that we can continue. And, uh, you know, reasons why we might need to stop in the journey. Maybe there's been a period of intense activity in our lives. Or maybe you are grieving the loss of a loved one and it's really sapped your strength. Or perhaps you're, you're experiencing a faith crisis and it's knocked your, your faith and your confidence in God. And I, I want to encourage you and I that this is such a key moment in our spiritual journey. It can be a really beautiful moment to be refreshed and strengthened, or it can actually be the moment where we decide just to give up. It's such a crucial moment where we stop because we're wearied. Eugene Peterson, who uh, wrote the, the paraphrase of the Bible called The Message, he also wrote a book called uh, a long journey, or sorry, a long obedience in the same direction. And he says in this book, we learn to live not by our feelings about God, but by the facts about God. If I break my leg, I do not become less a person. My wife and children do not reject me. Neither when my faith fractures or my feelings bruise, does God cast me off and reject me. That's a massive encouragement that even if we're wearied and, and, and broken and we have to stop in the journey, God doesn't cast us off. No, he wants to love us back into restoration. And so you need this temporary stop perhaps uh, to be a time of intentional restoration. And if that's where you're at right now, then that's good if you're intentionally seeking out God's strength and restoration. But it cannot become a time of self-sabotage. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do with you and I. He wants to take us out. We sort of convince ourselves, oh, I can't do this anymore because I don't have what it takes or I'll never recover from this loss or I'm not really convinced that, that God is for me. But actually, God wants you in that moment to receive his strength. What did we read? That actually his glorious power would enable us to have great endurance and patience. God wants to strengthen you right in your moment of weariness to have endurance and patience to carry on the journey. So number three, weariness is not a permanent stop. And number four, finally, joy will keep you to the end. Colossians 1.12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. You know, it's your choice and my choice every day to choose joy or complaining. There's always a good reason to complain and as Brits, we often can be like that. But you know, the most enjoyable people that I've met in this life, I think are the ones that have discovered the secrets of joy. Uh, their lives often are not easy, 
but they've chosen an inner attitude that means they have strength to carry on. It's almost like a spiritual adrenaline that enables them to keep going. And it's a joy knowing that we have an inheritance in heaven, a beautiful eternity to look towards when we have finished the journey. And, you know, I want to say that joy, where does it come from? We talk about joy being different from happiness. Well, joy comes from Jesus. That's an easy phrase to remember. Joy comes from Jesus. You know, in John 15, when, when Jesus is talking about his father being the gardener and he being the vine and we being the branches, he goes on to say there in uh, verses 9 to 11, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now, there's a secret there for us to really grasp and hold on to. In other words, if we remain closely connected to Jesus, the vine, as we are the branches, if we stay connected to him rather than severed and broken off from him, then his joy will course right through us, right through our branches, and will be filled with his joy and it will overflow so that your joy may be full. There's a sense there in which God's joy will brim over. And so the key to abiding in him is to remain in his love and then we will experience his joy. So remain in him and joy will keep you to the end. And that joy, as we read elsewhere in Nehemiah in the Old Testament, that joy comes from God and it gives us strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so joy will enable you to keep walking the journey. Uh, complaining will sap your energy and your strength. Unforgiveness will sap your energy and strength. Bitterness will do exactly the same. But joy will be a strength to enable you to carry on. I want to finish with that final verse in the passage that we read from Colossians at the beginning. Verse 13, it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Paul is talking here to Christians and followers of Jesus who have experienced being rescued from a life caught up in the darkness of sin. And the devil wants you trapped in his kingdom of darkness where you've got no power to walk this life and no bright hope of your future. And, and God wants you to journey through this life by trusting in Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity now, if you've never put your trust in Jesus, to do it by praying this prayer with me. And then you can walk the journey of faith in Jesus, knowing that he's with you, and that you will enjoy a beautiful eternity in heaven with him. That's the only way you can have that assurance by putting your trust in him. So if you'd like to do that, or you'd like to make a meaningful recommitment to follow Jesus, then pray these words with me. God, I want to journey through life as part of your kingdom. I've considered what it means to completely trust in your son, Jesus. Forgive me for all my sin. I turn away from the kingdom of darkness. I turn towards the kingdom of your son. I declare loudly that he is now the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and let joy overflow. My heart 
is set on pilgrimage and my destination is heaven. Thank you. Amen. If you spoke that prayer today, then I'd love you to go to our website, citychurchcarliff.com forward slash next, and you can actually get in touch with us and we'd love to help you in starting your journey with Jesus. Or you can talk to one of our online pastors right now as well. So let me summarise what we've looked at today from Colossians chapter one. Firstly, begin the adventure. Uh, we need to give careful consideration to the words of Jesus and respond. Uh, then we need to be willing to make a public confession of our faith, to be baptised in water and to celebrate in communion as Jesus commanded us. Number two, we're to follow the pilgrim path. You know, walking a narrow path, just like Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, to live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing him in every way, rather than just being focused on self-preservation. Number three, weariness is not a permanent stop. You know, it could be that because of a, a period of intense activity or the grief of a loved one that has gone to uh, another life in heaven or a faith crisis that's knocked our confidence in God, you know, we need to allow those moments of stopping to be intentional times of restoration so that we can then continue the journey, not get stuck. And then finally, number four, joy will keep you to the end. Joy comes from Jesus. And he said that if we remain in him as the vine, then his joy will be in us and will strengthen us to carry on. You know, I am honestly so grateful to be on this journey with Jesus. I cannot imagine living it another way. When I look at life's living without Jesus, I so often see hopelessness and despair, but I have such incredible hope because I know I am on a journey that means that one day I will see him face to face. Do you have that same hope of heaven as I do? I know that I've got weary at times as well and I've stopped, but I've chosen to continue the journey and I urge you, if you've stopped in the journey, if you've stalled, then don't stay there forever. Let it be a time of restoration and then get back on the journey. Let others encourage you to walk the journey too. Let me pray this final prayer from the letter of Jude. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Saviour be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.